Hello, Popheads, and welcome to issue 76 of the TomCast Popcast, also known simply as Popcast. We are a proud part of the, th- the 3B Zine Network of Podcasts, and I am your host. My name is Tom. So, why is there a new Popcast? <laughs> you might be wondering. Uh, if you are a listener, an avid listener of Beer Night in San Diego, which, why wouldn't you be? Beer Night in San Diego is the best beer podcast in the history of the universe. Uh, you may have heard on the most recent episode, which was last week, that uh, I, Tom, am taking a small step back from the world of podcasting uh, while I finish up my obligations to my final semester at San Diego State University. And that is all 100% factually true. Uh, it does not mean that podcast, that the TomCast podcast goes on hiatus. I should be able to manage a more scaled back schedule for the TomCast podcast. This is why you're going to be getting this episode uh, a little over, almost, I guess almost two weeks since the last episode debuted. Uh, and that's going to be kind of the nature of the show going forward. We are going to finish up our commitments by covering Star Trek Picard. And uh, the regular episodes with Roger uh, or whoever is, is sitting next to me for those shows, probably most likely Roger though, uh, they're going to be a, a tad more sporadic until until school is done, uh, which would be in the middle of May. We are planning on getting some stuff done. Like I said, you'll find shows intermittently. Uh, just keep checking your feed. We will pop in on on you on occasion. So I did want to get that out of the way first. So yeah, there will be not quite the awesome weekly episodes that I am most accustomed to, to delivering to everybody who's listening to the show. But I'm going to do my best to make sure you guys are getting content. It'll just be on a more irregular schedule. And I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but... It's only for three months. It, it'll be here. It'll be here and, and done before before we even know it. But like I said, we are going to continue covering Picard for the remainder of the season. I think we only have uh, six episodes left. Today's going to be episode four coverage, and um, and that's going to be that. So let me kind of get back into the show introduction proper, and that is by following me on social media. And I've streamlined everything. I took some inspiration from Roger last time he was here. Roger has his new handle on Twitter and Instagram, and I have tweet the show's handles on both Twitter and Instagram as well. And it's simple now. I don't know why I didn't do this forever ago. And it's just at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com and head over to Patreon.com at Patreon.com forward slash TomcastPopcast to sign up and become an official member of Patreon Nation. Now, I didn't address this a minute ago, but Patreons, you still will be getting your episodes uh, on a monthly basis. Don't worry about that. We're going to be doing your special February episode uh, tomorrow. I have a I have a slightly truncated day tomorrow, but I should be able to get your, your episode for February up and running and ready to go. And I will continue to deliver on the Patreon episode, so don't worry about that. And uh, by heading over to Patreon, you are also joining exclusive company. You get to hang out with cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. And uh, Jeff Nail's got a podcast, too. He's got the ringing ear going on. They do cool music stuff. Check him out when you get a chance. Uh, so, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, the fourth episode of Star Trek Picard, which is... Um, look, listen, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm going to put this all on, on Front Street for you guys. Uh, Reagan and I got back together again, and we recorded an episode to break down uh, Picard episode four last week. And, well, let me tell you something, folks. It, it wasn't our best effort. <laughs> we, were, we were not 
it, we had a lot of good information there, but I was, it was the sound quality, the audio quality that I didn't care for. So uh, Regan and I are getting back together again, and we are going to give it another go, hopefully with some better improved quality. So that's what you're going to hear is, is a conversation between Regan and I as we discuss episode four, which is titled Absolute Candor. And this is the first episode uh, directed by, by Commander William T. Riker himself, Jonathan Frakes. So that's kind of a cool thing, right? You got Riker back involved behind the camera. We know, you know, Star Trek fans know that that uh, that Jonathan Frakes is a, a very uh, talented director, uh, specifically for the Star Trek franchise, but he's good overall as well. Uh, you may remember him. He did both uh, Star Trek First Contact and Insurrection. He was the director of both those major pictures. And then he's done... He's directed a ton of TV shows. Uh, most recently, he's been on. He's been one of the rotating directors for Star Trek Discovery. So it's kind of cool that he's now slid over, and he's uh, directing his his friend Patrick Stewart in his return to the role of Jean Luc Picard. So it's this is a, a this is a controversial episode in in some senses. There, uh, one of the reasons why I'm excited to revisit this conversation with Reagan about Episode Four is um, some articles I've read, some other. Uh, podcast I listened to who saw things a way that I didn't see them before and I don't agree with some of the things that that were said and some of the things that people discussed but I felt like maybe this is a good chance for Reagan and I had to kind of get into it there's a uh, there's a one one notion that that was passed off to me was that their the episode four kind of shows Picard as like a colonizer and uh, a, a character with uh, you know he wants to be the white savior of the Romulan people uh, which is a take that uh, I don't necessarily think is substantiated, but hopefully, hopefully we can have a little conversation about that and kind of, kind of get into that a little bit. So, uh, it's going to be a lively conversation, I think, as as we kind of dive into the, the the various aspects of the of this episode. Um, so please enjoy uh, Reaganized conversation as we review episode four of Star Trek Picard: Absolute Candor. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's right, William Riker himself, the, uh, my little Funko Pop Commander Riker. The director episode. <laughs> so, I mean, we kind of did this once already. <laughs> it, went, it went well. It was so good. I mean, in the annals of podcast history, history I think we made, uh, you know, history. Yeah, yeah. And we were all over the place. Ah, it's fine. But you want to it, take this beat by beat, or yeah, you know, we'll do a little bit of that. But uh, uh, I, I think the biggest thing I want to kind of dive into first is uh, since right, you and I working the best, you can actually see me in this piece of shit. <laughs> nope. Are you using your phone? No, it's, it's a cheap little tablet. But, like, I, if I'm far away, I'm in the screen, but I'm worried you can't hear me on the recording. So I was trying to get closer. Understood. Yeah. All right. I mean, anyway. Yeah, I mean, we could do this and find out that, you know, when I, once I convert it and put it on a podcast, it's still going to sound like poop. Oh, uh, how, how disappointing would that be? <laughs> I mean, here we are trying to use new technology, and then, you know, it's, it's betraying yeah. us. Sorry, right, I'll just send some like coconuts and string. Might be the best, next best method. Uh, so I already recorded the the preamble. We're all kind of set up, so we can like kind of like dive in. 
Um, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of come at you hard here, okay? Oh no, I know, because since since we last had our conversation, I've I've had a chance to kind of listen to some other shows and some other people's takes on the episode. Mm-hmm. And some people have some crazy takes. More crazy than me. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I want to talk about this right off the bat because uh, I'm not going to say what shows or anything like that because I, I, I'm not quite sure if I think they're they're crazy or not. Actually, I do. I think they're nuts. Um, oh, that's a beer can. That's a beer can you just knocked over. I might have tapped a beer can a little bit. <laughs> um, so this episode starts – we have that, 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 that flashback. Now – you have strong opinions about the flashbacks. Yes. Yeah. You're a little sick of them already. Yeah. Very sick of them. I imagine they're going to keep coming, though. So it is interesting, though, because we, we, the flashback 14 years ago, this seems to be like the main flashback time period will be right. right around the synth attack and the kind of fallout from that, you know, with the Planitia shipyards getting destroyed. And we have Picard beaming down to this planet Vashti. And he's uh, dressed up like Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's a, that's a much better reference than the Hannibal one. I prefer the Belloc. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd like some Belloc. <laughs> um, so one of the one of the one of the one of the things that's kind of come out from this scene, and then later some of the stuff from later in the episode that we'll we'll get into specifically is this notion of Picard as some kind of a colonizer in the negative way, and. Mm-hmm. Him as like the white savior of the Romulan people, which to me smacks of a very unPicard like. Yeah, he's always been portrayed as like one of the best diplomats, right? In the Federation, that's why they give him the hard shit, right? And a guy who puts life above everything else, right? So, so when I heard these theories, I was like, huh, this all sounds crazy and wild, but. You know, this is not the Star Trek you and I grew up with. I mean, they're they're right. they're putting a lot of uh, kind of political things on top of this this iteration of Star Trek. And in today's, you know, Trump Trump's America, you know, I, I suppose these are things worth talking about. But could you think that they're really doing this to Picard? Like they're they're trying to make him like some kind of vanity person? I God, I hope not. Like, <laughs> I really, really hope not, because that's never been what he's been about. And, and like, I hope he's not trying to make Starfleet great again. <laughs> oh my God! Well, maybe, maybe he'll be wearing that that uh, that hat on on Thursday. Who knows? He's already got an iPad. Oh no! Uh, God damn iPads! Less than two days. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's barren town on us. Uh, yeah, no, no, I think we're, we're, I think we're in the same boat. Um, I don't, I, I guess I was interested. I mean, obviously you and I, and for anyone who's not aware, you and I, two white guys. So, very, very maybe much so. we may not have the most well-rounded perspective on, on, on colonizers and, and, and white savior complexes, yeah. but I'd like to believe that Picard is, is better than that. I mean, he is supposed to be the embodiment of the best of humanity by this point. Yeah, I mean, he does, like, when shit goes wrong, he does just walk away from everything, including, like, a, a little boy who is, 
I guess one like why didn't Picard adopt that little boy? We should okay. So let's 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 get into the episode because we we start on we're on Vashti. This is a, a relocation center for the Romulan people, and and Picard's doing his thing. He's coming down to visit, make sure the Romulans are doing well. They're adjusting. He meets up with uh, and like I said, he's in his Belloc costume. He's he's doing some cosplay as Belloc. He is he goes to uh, what what are they called the the Quilat Malat something like that the the warrior nuns of the Romulan people. The warrior nuns is fine. Yeah. And they have uh, a lot more. They're, they're sort of adopting this, or I guess fostering is probably the better word. They're fostering this this child with no parents, Elnor, who Picard has befriended. Which that's a that's a that's growth for Picard. We know Picard didn't like kids. No, but I mean, you you saw a hint at that because he had the Captain Picard Day thing right. in his little vault. So like you know, he had probably softened over the years. Well, and I would think also I think. I think you're right. I agree with you. I, 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 I honestly think a lot of it has to do with well, what happened to his nephew, you know, the fire that killed his brother and his nephew. You know, and he realizes that, like, hey, maybe kids aren't that bad because <laughs> now I just lost the one that I did like. Yeah, that's true. And he did soften, like, during that episode mm-hmm. where, where he was kind of awkward and then, you know, it grew into something. And... Yeah, I forget. Is that the, the disaster episode? Is that what it's called? Uh, where, like, the crew kind of gets isolated from each other, and there's the ship's yeah, out of power. Yeah. It's a disaster. Just watched it this week, actually. It's fantastic. It's really, it's a really strong episode. Uh, uh, Picard having to deal with uh, this group of kids. He's like stuck in the in the Jeffrey's tubes with them. They're doing all yeah. this stuff. That's a great episode. So yeah, I, why doesn't Picard just adopt a kid? You know, we we see him. He's there. He's bonding with the kid. He gives him the book, the Alexander Dumas. He's teaching him the fence. He's in the fence. You know, he's, he's the new, Dar- the, the little D'Artagnan, I think, or something is like what he called him, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. he has a question to the kid. And then, I, you know, the synth attack happens and, and all the plans go away and, and Picard goes away. And, and, you know, as we've learned from these flashbacks, once Picard resigns, I mean, he just, he, he does just walk away. Yeah, and he just goes back to his phone, which just seems weird. It does at that point. Like he's not ninety-two at that point. Yeah. You know, he's a spry seventy-eight or whatever it is. I, I just don't see him walking away the way he did. No, I I agree with you. It's um, I I consider it to be pretty unpicard-like, uncharacteristic of him. But I guess he's. I mean, I'm speculating, but obviously we needed some kind of impetus for the show. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. He had to walk away. Yeah, right? he had to lose his faith in Starfleet. He had to lose his faith in, in himself, I think, maybe even to an extent. And and I guess we're supposed to believe that he's shook. Once again, I don't see him abandoning that kid. I Especially, don't. I, like, that's I, what bo- it, it bothered I, me from the instant where I was like, but we, I could see if he had, like, say, like, one of those nuns had adopted him and, like, was looking out, and Picard took. You know, an interest in him, but, like, he had a mother, you know, that he didn't want to take her from. But, like, they mentioned in the episode, they're looking for a family. And it's heavily hinted at that this, you know, the warrior nun's like, hey, dummy, you should adopt this kid. And Picard's is like, oh, I hope you find him a family, and he goes away. Right. Right. <sighs> Sorry, I decided to put a hat on. I was tired of looking at my... my receding hairline in the small window. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I, I mean, you're 100% right. I, I, it's, it's just, I guess we just have to kind of accept these, these, these facts for the show. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept this fact and move on with it. Like, because honestly, there are bigger problems in this episode, and I got bigger fish to fry than <laughs> him abandoning a kid. Because well, we haven't talked about the cube yet. Right. And any shit that happened. Right. Ugh. But, I, you know, I guess we could, I guess with, uh, maybe with this episode, what they're trying to do is show a, a pattern for Picard because in, in episode three, we see him abandoning Rafi to her fate. And right. so, you know, but, obviously Picard's resignation and, and walking away has left just carnage in his wake. And now he has to kind right. of make pick a lot of people the, down. And maybe that maybe that's part of like he's like, you know what I have one more you know because because we've established that like maybe Picard's dying that seems to be the way they're going right. so now he's trying to like fix the things that he broke but I guess we had to get that initial breaking which again for those of us who are Picard fanatics like you and I seems odd but we had to get there and we just have to accept that part know. before we get there that's true the show would be kind of boring if you just like saved Romulus and he just, <laughs> everyone's just you know kissing his feet as he walks through Starfleet. I guess that's, I mean, I'd like the show, but I can see them not bringing in new viewers. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, again, it, it, those of us who watch the trailers, I mean, we know that Eleanor's joining the crew, so this just kind of sets up why they have, like, a bit of a rocky history. You know, there, there's emotion there, there's a connection there, but there's also, uh, a, not, like, betrayal, but, like, disappointment in their right. relationship. right. So we'll, we'll see that irons out. I mean, there's genuine hurt. Like the actor does a good job. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the the older guy. I don't know his name yet. Like uh, the, the real, name. yeah, the the real actor's name. Like oh, I don't know the actor. The character's Elnor. Yeah, and he does a good job of conveying like the anger and stuff. You know, when when they're having their their lost cause scene. When he's trying to recruit him, you know, at the end of that, so I'm jumping way ahead. No, that's okay. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We'll get to yeah. that later. Later. We'll get back. There. We'll get back. There. Yeah. So let's All get right. into the present timeline, and and we find out that space is boring. As uh, Doctor Gerardi has read two years worth of medical journals and found out that Captain Rios just has uh, Klingon operas in his hollow. Yeah. Uh, also, I like they brought Klingon Hollows back because <laughs> that was like a Wharf and Jadzia thing, so that warmed my heart a little bit. Dog. And, but it, it, once again, talking in the background. Hold on, one second. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, stepped away, and I'm going to fill the void by just talking right now. I'm currently drinking a beer that I thought wasn't hazy. Turns out it's hazy. But it's still pretty tasty. And it's from Ruse. There you are. Pulling a ruse on me. And that's for sure. But in a good way. In a good way. In a way. <laughs> I love the chaos. Uh, Sorry, I was just I was just vamping about the beer that I'm having. It's from, I was from talking about beer. I was like, oh, I should get another one of those. You would like this. The yeah. name of the brewery is called Ruse Brewing. Rue? Like, um, like the, the poo? Ruse, like your clever attempt to trick me. Oh, 
I thought you said Rue, and I was like, isn't that like the little kangaroo from Winnie the Pooh? Like yeah, the baby but, one? But that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My Pooh podcast starts uh, later this year. The Pooh cast. Oh, Pooh cast is better. I like talking poo. Talking but... poo. Oh, my. That could get a lot of a wide swath of listeners who are there for all the wrong reasons. That's right. And we'll just hook them in. You know, I was, I was saying I have this, this beer from Ruse Brewing Company. They're out of Portland. It's called Interpreter. And it kind of has like this weird like little like mystery ship thing on it. I don't know. It's strange. But I didn't bother to read the whole can because it says American Double IPA. India, oh, sorry. It says American Double India Pale Ale, which I'm like, cool. That's, that's for me. I didn't notice on the side of the can it said hazy as fuck. <laughs> What's wrong with hazy? Hazy's good times. Oh, hazy's, it's fine. I'm just a little tired of it. So I, I was like, ah. Oh. When, when I opened the can to pour hazy, I was like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm into hazy right now. I'm not drinking anything hazy. What do you got What do you got right now? I've got, let's see, I'm just finishing up a snake dog, a flying dog. That's right. Reagan's in the Maryland's, the Maryland. Yeah. So he's got the flying dog. Snake dog's a good one. Yeah, snake dog's good. It's a little old. I found it in the back of the refrigerator because uh, I haven't restocked since I started doing these podcasts. <laughs> I still haven't had the the flying dog that came out to San Diego, that, that cookies and cream. I haven't had that one yet. Did you see if they had any more? Flying dog? I'm just surprised they only have that one out there. No, it, 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 it came such a, such a big thing. It came into Trader Joe's and it was out within a couple of days. Uh, you know, whatever supply we got, we ran through pretty quickly at my store. Of course, Maryland's hot fire, I, beer capital of the world. Take that, San Diego. They, they thought it was, was well. <laughs> 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 All right, shots fired. But let, <laughs> we'll settle that fight later. That's a whole other podcast. No, let's get back to to Girardi and and uh, Rios on the ship. What do you think of them? Pretty interesting <laughs> dynamic. Pretty interesting exchange. I love Rio so much on this show. He's so interesting and fun to watch. Yeah, I could. I really want to know more about him. All of his EMH programs or emergency, I guess, EH programs, because they're all a different function. They're not all medical, so I don't know what they're... Right. We, we're, in the first part of this episode, we're introduced to his emergency hospitality host program. Yeah, which apparently he fights emergency. like he hates. Like, because he's too nice, I think. <laughs> Can't he just turn those off permanently? Like, Well, you know, he's got his own ship with no crew. I suspect he's rather lonely. <laughs> yeah, but if he hates one of them, why, why bring him around? Maybe he beats them when, he, when we're not looking. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Let's hope not. I think Rios is a better guy than that. But, uh, I mean, he obviously he's got some – he must have some psychological issues. You know, we've talked a little bit about how his, his captain's brain was splattered on the back of a bulkhead. You yeah. know, he was posting at Starfleet before he left. When you first meet him, he has shrapnel on his shoulder. Yeah. He's not talking about Like something cool happened. No, something's going on there. Rios is a cool guy. I, I, I kind of like his, uh, his sort of uh, – what's a good way to describe it? Where he, he's – He's sort of tolerating Girardi's questions, you know, while he's yeah. trying to read his book. <laughs> yeah, that's how to get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when we find out that Picard, you know, Picard, he's got the, they're building his, they're recreating his office in the holodeck, which is weird, but okay. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, I guess, like, he's such a fanboy, he just wants him to be comfortable or out of his hair. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here, look, I made your study. You can just go in there and have tea with people 
and get yelled at by Rafi. Like, why we're not going to free cloud, we're going to this other planet. Right. And everyone's, when everyone finds out they're going to Vashti, they're really pissed. Well, Rafi in particular. Yeah. Because right. Rafi, no one's thinking to free cloud. We don't quite know why. Yeah, and they, they make it sound like it's much more dangerous. And, like, I was expecting, like, oh, you know, they talk about, like, the one guy who has, like, a super old bird of prey from the original series. Is it a war bird, right? No, no, it's bird of prey, isn't it? The Romulan bird of prey? But the Klingons had the bird of prey. The, that that ship, I believe, is a bird of prey. The warbirds are the ones from the Next, Next Gen. Okay. Well, I, I believe. Now i got to Google that later. You know what? I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that is a Romulan bird of prey. Bird yeah. of prey, yeah. Which, you know, was a nice, you know, he got that out of mothballs. But I thought there, you know, I thought that person, because they talked about him, I was like, oh, He's going to want something they have, and he's going to be chasing them for an episode or two. And then, like, you know, they'll run away from him. But, like, he'll show up later. Like, he'll just be, like, a thorn-in-the-side type character. And right. I was very wrong about that. Yeah, we didn't even see the other other crew yeah. of that ship. I mean, maybe they'll – maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll try to get revenge later. But, we, again, we can get to that. Um, so, yeah, they they they, they – I guess what they do with that scene is they, they paint the picture of Vashti now as being very different from what we saw in that flashback. Yeah. You know, there's this weird kind of power vacuum in that sector space. Apparently Starfleet and the Federation don't really exist there. You hear about these uh, Fenris Rangers. Was that a Federation world they were being relocated to? I'm not clear on that. I haven't found much information to support that. Yeah. Well, that's just one thing I was thinking about because, like, who else – because that – the sign outside the bar when he comes back says Romulans only. Right. Who else is on that planet? All we've seen is Romulans. I don't know. Maybe in case Starfleet comes back and they're like, fuck off. Yeah. I guess it seems weird to have a sign there every day because Picard hasn't been there for 14 years. Yeah, I kind of wondered. I mean, it seemed like it was just like that one settlement, but it get, we don't get a lot of great detail on, on on some of these things as, as kind of is the status quo in the show right now right it's it's just everything romulan just, it's just left in the dark like most romulan stuff well you know i think we talked about it a little bit before i, I I've, I've kind of been enjoying this expansion of, of romulan lore like these different aspects of their society you know, this this quilat malat seems pretty interesting and their their rule of absolute candor which is, you know, very counter to all the wrong stuff that we know from the military, which is just lies and deception. And then these these right. these guns are very much all truth and, you know, kind of bluntness in your in your face with it, which is cool. I, I've enjoyed that. It's I, I enjoyed those characters much more than like the 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 spies. Uh, not the Tao Shiar, whatever the ancient civilization, the Jadva or whatever. Yeah, the Jadvash, I think. Yeah. Jadvash, yeah. Like, I'm not enjoying any of that. And I, I, I really hope they all join on the Borg cube and it all gets destroyed. So, like, that ancient civilization's gone, that cube's gone, that spy's gone, Data's daughter's gone. Oh, no legacy for Data. That's sad. Well, I mean, 
like I said, I don't think she's Data's daughter at all. I've really been thinking about this. Is I'm oh I'm positive it's Laura's daughter, and it's well, just a ploy. Let's let, let's talk about uh, that because uh, you know the next scene kind of shifts over back to the cube. We 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 see Soji's doing her thing. She's still right. checking out Ramda, and and, and yeah. listening to like, all of his of Ramda and uh, the ship the sh- the Shaynor, which is the one that 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 Borg cube uh, tries to assimilate before it gets something happens. Yeah, where it shuts down. Where it shuts down and causes the cube to shut down and disconnect from the collective. And then all these Romans who were simulated kind of go a little bonkers. Yeah. So we see her. She's doing more research on Ramda in that situation. We still don't quite understand what her fascination is with it. But we see Narek, you know, leering, <laughs> as he's known to do so far in the show. And yeah. Yeah, it, th- those scenes aren't aren't working for me so far. It's just too vague and like, it's like, like tell us what's going on here. Just the way he talks to her is annoying to me. Or like she'll ask a direct question and he'll be like, "I care for you," or something along those lines. Right. And I'm like, ugh. I really hope she just gets activated and snaps that dude's neck. <laughs> that will make me very happy that's fair i can i can go with that too that's fine um, but you know in so, that scene it's, it's initially it just seems to harp on the fact that we're supposed to go more into this uh soji is the the destroyer kind of thing yeah she's, yeah she's race. i got it but yeah i mean we still don't understand what the what the connection there the fascination with all of it is yeah, I don't know. Because they're being incredibly vague, and I, I know they want to stretch it out. Like, we're four episodes in. They can't be like, this is what it's about. But we've... I, I just want to move a little forward in the, in the timeline. Yeah. I'm, and that's I'm, the, I'm already tired about it, of the relationship. Not even the worst thing we're going to see in this episode with those two, in my opinion. Um, and we'll get to that soon. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> But let's go back to Picard. So they get back to Vashti. They again, we get another um, insinuation that there, there's now money in the 24th century because they have to bribe their way onto the planet because right. it's a planetary shield. Now you can't just transport down, can't just beam down. Yeah, they had to bribe somebody to open up the shields and get them in. So right. apparently, Picard's got like stacks of latinum somewhere. Well, he he was a good, po- you know, he started playing poker in the last episode of Next Gen, so. Yeah, but they don't have money either. Who's he getting it from? <laughs> he could have gone to Deep Space Nine. Quark stayed there. He hustled Quark. That's what you're saying. It could, strange with the, hey, Riker hustled Quark. Like, maybe <laughs> Riker showed him some moves. This That's is the weird scene out there where Riker calls Quark in one of the movies. You're, you're not you're not wrong. That could be a thing. <laughs> it is, I think it's generations because I think he's trying to. They're trying to find Ursula, Ursa, and Bator in generations because they're and he calls Cork in a deleted scene because they were at Deep Space Nine before. Oh my God! I completely forgot about that scene. Uh, I mean, I remember I what know I why that's in here. Sure. You know that movie. <laughs> oh. oh. 
The time is a predator that stalks us all, man. Man, if you if whew, if you could do something with the with what's trapped in that brain, you'd be rich. I, I know. Like <laughs> I pulled a deleted scene from a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we we go back to Picard's now he's on Vashti again. He beams down and again we kind of get this naive Picard that we we saw a little bit of in the previous episode. Where he's just like, everything's good and cool here. He's been told that things have changed a lot. Yeah. But he's just walking around, Jolan True, motherfuckers. Yeah, well, also he called, like, the the head of whatever the government was and was like, tell them I'm here, and they'll let me in. And they're like, we already did that, and they didn't give a shit. Right. So why would you expect a warm welcome? Like, the people who liked him were like, we don't care. Right. Right. You know, I I, I I understand that perspective from the Romulans. I mean, Picard abandons you 14 years ago. Right. Starfleet didn't pay you any mind. So, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely understand where they're coming from. But, again, is this one of those things? Are we, are we trying to now show Picard as this, like, deeply flawed character who does have an ego and does have some arrogance about himself? Like, why why aren't they happy to see me? Or, or is it just he's just so crestfallen about how far this is gone. I don't, you know, I don't know. I just want, I'm just wondering. I hope it's the second one. I hope he, he's not that unaware of what he did. Right. It, it just doesn't seem like, once again, it doesn't seem like that's who he, you know, who we've got to know and who he was over the, the 10 years. No, I, I definitely agree with you. Right. When was the last movie? 2002? Uh, maybe 2004, somewhere around there. Yeah. It was like 15 years we got to know the character, and mm-hmm. he, he never really seemed to be that ego-driven. I mean, maybe a little bit, like, in uh, First Contact, when he's trying – no one understands the Borg like I do. Right, and that's – That's, um, that's, that's just more of a story, I think. Well, yeah, and there, yeah. There, there, there's – I mean, his history with the Borg alone kind of lends – Led, leads us to understand that better because I mean I don't I, you know I, I don't know if that was a, even a terminology back then but I mean obviously Picard is dealing with PTSD from the Borg, right? So it it does make a certain amount of sense. But yeah, uh, what what eventually happens in this scene here is is he goes back to the Aquat Malat I think I'm saying it right I hope I am because he needs to get himself a fighter because like you said he's 92 years old now so he yeah. needs someone who can uh, handle his dirty work. Yeah. No, maybe not dirty work. Maybe his light work. I don't know. <laughs> hire someone to handle his killing. Yeah. Well, and these these Aquat Malat people are basically assassins for hire in a certain sense. But the, you, but not necessarily for hire because you have to present your quest to them. Your your you know why should they come and be in service to you? And I, I did I did like the aspect of it. And I don't think we talked about it last time, but I like the aspect of it that it has to be kind of a lost cause. Yeah, which yeah, they'll only do it if there's no chance. Yeah, and so so that's eventually what we get, you know, kind of cutting through all the the back and forth, hitting his reconnecting with Elnor and their complicated history, which we we've alluded to, you know, yeah. that's when we get the 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 answer. That's that's the qualification, you know. After Ricard makes his pitch, we find out, you know what, your cause is hopeless. I'm in. Yeah, I'll do it. Even though the kid ever... Again, I like that part of the episode, too. There's there's a lot here to like, even though there are a, enough things to kind of bump up against and annoy me. Yeah. But, like, 
like most of the episodes, anything with Picard in it, I'm fine. I'm cool with. Uh, the Rio stuff is great. It, it's yeah. just once once you drift over to that cube. I, I am. I'm really getting to enjoy so much. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the characters on on the. I think it's the La Sarina is the name of the ship. So Rios and his everyone who's goose. Is that the name of the ship? I think so. I don't think they said the name of the ship. I think they said it exactly one time. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm sure there's some nerd who's like, of course they said the name of the ship. Like, I'll just go, I'll go to Memory Alpha later. I'll find out. That's right. Memory Alpha, the, uh, the, the premium source for all of our Star Trek Picard information. <laughs> um. So yeah, again, again, like we kind of talked about last time, this is Picard. So I kind of forgot he had to recruit this guy because he's still kind of assembling his his uh, team of misfit toys, you know, you know, all kind of like kind of like broken, damaged people, uh, which is going to be the makeup of his new crew here. Uh, but now we shift back to our favorite storyline, which is on the on the board cube. Soji studying Ramda, Narek being a creep, and uh, uh, telling her about. A Borg ritual that she needs to partake in to understand them better, which is uh, basically luring her to a dark, icy corridor and playing slip and slide with their socks on. Yeah, they're just doing risky business. <laughs> just sliding across that floor. Like, and then, like, making out for a second. And then he, it's also just being the worst spy ever. And it's like, you don't remember, you know, anything before you were here. Her, he calls her a liar. Like, Sorry, I don't remember the exact. I'm not as fresh as I should be. And no, no, no. it's okay. I mean, because he's talking to her about like her records and how she got to the cube and all, the, right. all these things. And he's like, "There's no record of you on here, despite what you're saying," kind of thing. Right. You know, she wasn't on the manifest for the ship. She said she was on. Right. Well, and she's accusing him of things, too. She wants to know if he's a member of the Tal Shiar and things like that. And, I mean, there's a little back and forth here, but it, clearly he seems to have the upper hand because he knows she's a synth. Right. I don't he, know what his goal he, is. I don't either. I mean, obviously he's dancing around with her in a, in a, in a way, with the, the, the words he chooses, the way he tries to poke and prod her, because right. his whole thing did not activate her the way that the sister did on Earth, which led to the destruction of the synth and not knowing where more synths are. Right, so, so you're under the impression that, I guess, Soji knows where more are? I don't know. Right. I'm... That's, that's <laughs> what I think. I think somewhere in there, like, because the mother's obviously some kind, like, not a real person, but just some kind of program. Program or subroutine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I agree. It's like, you know, gives, you know, that activates them in a certain way. Because when uh, Soji talks to her, you know, her mom starts talking about Dodge getting a dog and she falls asleep and then wakes up and doesn't remember right. anything. I didn't ask right. that before. Clearly some kind of code to, you know, put her into a sleep state or whatever. Yeah, you know, uh, but I'm really hoping. Like, if they make the Romulans the board creators, I'm going to lose my shit. I called that. Come on, man. I'm going to lose my shit if that's true. Like, <laughs> sometimes you don't need to know where bad guys come from. Well, sometimes you don't need to know where good guys come from either. <laughs> that's true. I'm fine with that. But 
Like, you know what? The joke? I don't need to know where he came from. He's a crazy-ass clown. That's enough. The bull? Let's not start on the Joker show. Come on. I I have thoughts about that fucking film. I know, but at least with the Joker, I can just pretend they're stories he's told people, just like Heath Ledger did in The Dark Knight. Sure. Shut up. So... I'm fine with any Joker story, origin story because I can just pretend it's something that's made up if I don't like it. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's a good one. You you had to <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> but, like, the Borg are going to be, or the Romulans are going to be lying about creating the Borg. Yeah, we'll we'll see. No one, I, I haven't heard a lot of chatter on this theory, so maybe I'm the one who's fucking lunatic, a nut and a lunatic. God, I hope so, because I'm terrified. But like, wouldn't have the Borg Queen said something? I mean, she did say we were like you once. Her, yeah, but perhaps I mean maybe even the Borg are aware, and maybe that's what caused the the what the hell was it the Shaynor to disconnect the from the cube i don't i don't know i i have no idea Uh, (laughs) like i i don't think i'm trying to think of something else in star trek that has made me that angry probably most of voyager i mean it's just voyager's just bad it doesn't really make me angry it's just more boring like, same thing with, like, the first two seasons of Enterprise. It's not it's not really bad or good. It's just boring. And they don't know where the, what they're doing. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. You know. and But at least they're trying something. Don't. Don't make. Don't do that with the Borg. Just. They're terrifying. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Don't so, slide on the ever again, either. <laughs> Yeah, so let's kind of put a bow on that scene because obviously that's that you know I, this is Narek kind of planting these seeds of doubt in in Soji for whatever various reasons so that we can have some weird awkward uh, sexual encounter with his sister at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who can't see that besides me, which is most of you, uh, Reagan just face palmed Captain Picard style. Yeah. Oh my God! Just the sexual tension that they're put in between. Brother and sister is really annoying. Or I mean, not annoying, creepy. Creepy. Like, Settling. I mean, I know a lot of people are fans of Game of Thrones out there, including yourself. Sure. So maybe like maybe you guys are like, oh, I need more brother and sisters bumping it. I'm not getting that anymore. So right. now, no. now I see with Romulans. <laughs> and, and I, like, I, I don't need to see that at all. No, definitely not at all. Oh, man. Um, What about... Well, we... Okay. I'll, I'll save it till we get to that scene with, with, with the sister. But we go back to, to our favorite crew. They're still in orbit. The card's on Vashti. And they're monitoring the comm traffic, which I think is pretty cool. And apparently, the card's quote-unquote blowing up on personal comm traffic. Can't they just say he's drawing attention? Yeah, the, the the use of colloquialisms is a little, I don't know, convenient for me. But yeah, you know, he, that's Did what's happening. That? Have they ever done that in like Deep Space Nine or Next Gen or TOS? I know no, they had like space hippies and shit in TOS. 
I, I think this happened a bit more often starting with discovery, you know, some yeah. of like the modern terminology, you know, the kind of like modern or, or I shouldn't say modern, but I mean like our, our current slang yeah. kind current of slang. Into these 300 years in the future. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so again, we're, we're just, we, we, Picard's on Vashti. He, he's going to tell a story to Elnor. Elnor's going to eventually bind his sword to Picard's quest. Uh, right. Meanwhile, the 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 Romulan and Warbird's coming in, or uh, Bird of Prey is coming in, and Picard is, is he initially is rebuffed by Elnor, so he leaves the the retreat and he makes his way into the Romulan town. And again, we get more of that kind of like what what's going on here with Picard? Is he just being naive, or is is he that arrogant? Like he's just Joe Lantruin and everybody who walks he sees. And they're like, get out of here, old man. He takes down their their Romulans only sign. Yeah, it kind of demands service from a waiter who's like, I got no time for you, human. Yeah, I, I think he's trying to pick a fight. So, um, what is his name? Elon. Elnor. Not Elnor. Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, he, I was thinking about the college. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, right on. Elnor, you know, I think he's doing that so he'll get into trouble and he'll have to make a decision to either save him or let him die. And if that's the case, I wish there was like, you know, just maybe two to three words of dialogue to say, I knew it. Yeah. Well, he's got to yell at him after. Instead. He does. Like, he just I'm yell at him. Those the conversation. Now, uh, to, to clarify, uh, a former Romulan senator is at this bar and and engages Picard in a conversation and it, it goes quickly south on Picard and he gets himself into a sword fight that he has no interest in being in. Which is weird because he makes like two parries or thrusts or whatever it is for sword fighting and then he throws the sword down. He's like, I will not do this. Why did he catch it in the first place? Exactly. Why did he catch it in the first place? This is what I'm wondering. And also, if you rewatch that scene, it's weird the way he catches it. <laughs> you think so? There's a magnet in his jacket, and he is forced to catch it. <laughs> I'm, try and, I'm, I'm looking up to the side here because I'm trying to actually see it happen here. Yeah, it's, it. it's a weird catch. And I'm just like, does Patrick Stewart not know how to catch? Like, is that what happened here? Is Do you he think uh, Commander Riker threw to him from behind the camera? Pat Stewart. Think fast. <laughs> I really but hope there's a gag reel. The sword fight, though, I should back it up a, a second because I did really like the scene with that former Romulan senator where he's yeah. talking about Picard, but he addressed the Romulan Senate and, you know, presented himself as someone who was going to help the Romulan people. And it, it does kind of illustrate the disappointment, the, the, the I guess, the false promises that Picard made to the Romulans when he walked away. Yeah. So yeah. I did like the scene. And you totally get where that dude's coming from. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with you there. Oh, shit, I don't want to agree with this dirty Romulan. <laughs> the same dirty Romulan is when he puts the sword fight together and, and forces Eleanor to come to Picard's defense. Right. Which is interesting, because I, 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 I did like the way that the scene sort of plays out, because I like it when Eleanor first arrives on scene, and he tells the guy after he breaks up the initial sword fight with Picard, and he tells him to choose to live. I thought that was a cool right. line. 
it's a badass line. And I was like, oh, I immediately like you. <laughs> like, yeah. That, I mean, that's a guy who knows he's going to win the fight, and it's not even going to be close. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know, do you think he would have <laughs> killed the guy with the, the um, disruptor? Yes. All right. I do, too. <laughs> I think there's about to be a huge Romulan massacre on Picard's punches. <laughs> And so I was like, oh, my God, is he going to kill a guy before he can shoot a disruptor? Because that would be awesome. But then they just transport away. And I was like, oh, that's cool, too. I, and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this is the first decapitation in Star Trek. Hmm. Yeah, Elnor separating this Roman, former Roman senator's head from his neck. It seemed to be it's the first one I could remember. But, you know, you, you your memory banks are a bit deeper than mine. It's it's not a decapitation what I thought of. You remember when they're they're flying through space and there's like temporal distortions on next gen. You see a random crew member walk around a corner like past Barkley and Jordy, I believe. And okay. then you hear her scream and they come around the corner. And she's just in the floor. That's the closest you get. <laughs> or like the floor dematerialized and then rematerialized around her as she fell. Right. Okay. I can't remember the episode. It's a bad description also. <laughs> it's just... Uh, Hold on, I'm watching this scene where Picard gets the sword thrown to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it almost feels like it's on a line. Right. <laughs> I think he missed it. In. I think he missed it like 15 times. And they're like, no, 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 just tie something to him. <laughs> we're just going to zip it in there. Yeah, yo-yo sword. Or it's him just throwing it, and they just rewound it, <laughs> so it oh, looks like he's catching it. <laughs> it's uh, that old chestnut. You know what? I'm gonna say, think that Jonathan Frakes is a much better direction than that, and he would not go that route. <laughs> God, I hope so. He's well, like, he was always known for being really fast on the set, so like he might have been up against it and was like, "Look, I got to get home. We got to make this fly." <laughs> So that's the rationale. Okay, okay. But it, again, like again what's that? I said, wasn't he known as one take, Franks? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think he was known as one take for a reason where he was like, no, nah, we got it. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Making movies. Making movies. All right. Well, let's let's get to the end of the, end of the episode. Uh, you know, Eleanor comes aboard. We go back up to the ship. The, the Romulan bird of prey is there. And we get a cool space. Oh, okay. Hold on, I forgot what scene came first. They go back to yeah. the ship, but the best. This, is get, this is where we get creepy Narek and Narissa in, in bed, bed basically. <laughs> and not just and like she's like stroking his cheek and shit. And as I said, my brother did not get a sexual vibe from these two characters through three episodes. I love your brothers, but uh, they're like I think they're You're dead. Wrong. <laughs> you hear that, Hell Chody? You're wrong. Oh shit! <laughs> if he pulls his Patreon support, Reagan, I'm I'm making you p- pick up the slack. <laughs> Damn it! I'll talk him into it. Just keep donating, motherfucker. <laughs> but I, these scenes are so bizarre to me because obviously these only happen. Nerys the only person can see her. Do you think she's really left Earth? Do you think maybe she's in his mind? Well, she might be because why would she get like because she obviously had the procedure to look human. Right. Why would she just have it undone and just because she's infiltrated Starfleet. That has to have tactical value. 
Right. You can't just abandon that post. You can't just give right. that up. She, say she, they're, they're like, oh, we need to reinstall you. We'll send you back. What's she going to tell her superiors? I've been gone for six months. I was at a secret board cube in Romulan space. Yeah. I, I, this is all just weird and creepy and bizarre. I kind of sort of think it's maybe in Eric's mind. Um, well, and the other thing real. I want to ask about. Well, I want to ask you. Real. We, we haven't. T- we haven't. I don't think we've talked about it on, on, on our show. I don't know if anyone's really talking about it, but like. What's what's the thing in Narek's ear? No idea. Right? I mean, is this like some kind of fancy Romulan hearing aid, or does he have like some kind of like mental damage that this helps regulate or something? What if he has like uh, enhancements? Sure, that could, that's a possibility. Right. Or maybe maybe this is like so some kind of like communication device. He- yeah, like, what if it's something that, like, he's starting to become a cyborg? Like, he's not really part of... I don't know. That's that's a theory I'm going to have to noodle about a little bit. No, noodle away, my friend. And yeah. remember, remember in the first episode, when we, when we first meet Nair, too, and he's trying to, like, bond and connect with Soji, he mentions how he lost a brother. But maybe instead of brother, he means a sister. Maybe. I, you know, I that's... Isn't that something Garrick does when he lies? He makes it very close to the truth. Sometimes. I mean, we we like have established they're not very good spies. And we know Garrick is. So you might as well steal from his playbook. Uh, uh, yeah, I would. Garrick's the <laughs> shit. These guys are garbage. Yeah. The spycraft. You think these guys would have read a spy book once or twice in their lives before trying to write space spies. I wish I knew what the name of that Cardassian spy book Garrick was always recommending to Rashir was called. Uh, oh my god, you're right. Yeah, I, the name's eluding me too. It was like the truth of consequence or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> <they're> like, creeps. <laughs> Let's just put it there. Yeah, it was awesome. Garrick was the shit. These spies are garbage. Yeah, and these guys are creepy weirdos hanging out in bed with each other in their underpants. Well, one's in their Underoos. Yeah, yeah, she she woke him up and is caressing him, and she's talking about like how she, she can smell the other woman on him. Like well, that was the some, last episode. That yeah. this this one's just more like um, she's kind of threatening him a little bit because he's he's taking too long. All right, this is, she like chokes him and yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's I, like, I planted the seed of doubt. And what? I don't know. And you know, I'm not. The idea of just sleeping on a board cube seems weird to me anyways, so whatever. You know what's weirder to me? Banging on it. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a place I could get romantic. Like, Well. Board cubes just – I guess they brought beds in. Like I was like, it's been did they kill. make corners? Because I thought how board cubes were designed was just like – Drone living space stacked on, t- on stacks on stacks on stacks. Right. Because, like, the first time you see a cube, they're like, there's no propulsion. There's no, or, you know, there's no engineering. There's no bridge. There's no centralized thing. It's just these little. So did they hollow out spaces to make bedrooms? <laughs> so they... I mean, they must. The ice skating rink. Well, again, I mean, this goes back to something we've talked about before. We, we we just don't know really what's going on with this cube at all. Like, we don't really know who's in charge of this project. 
Is this a Talshier project? Is this, is this a Jat Vash thing? Does does whatever semblance of a Romulan government know this exists? I mean, how secretive is this thing? Yeah, I, I, when I first saw, it, I assumed it was Romulan government, but the way every Romulan really acts doesn't seem very Romulan-y. Even the guy who's like, "Hey, welcome here. This is what's happening. It's all very, you know, game warden-y." Yeah, he didn't seem very Romulan. And then I guess the the next one we meet is the one doing the autopsies and removing the board parts. And she's the unclaimed or unnamed. What is she calling the Borg in the second the unnamed, episode? The unnamed. The unnamed. You know, she's more. She's probably the most Romulan Romulan we've seen. Right. But like those are the two authority characters we've seen. <sighs> Oh, uh, we, we need more. So we need more information. We need some more information. Help us out. There's so little information on that cube. Like apparently what? Hugh runs one side of it. Yeah, he seems to be in charge of the scientists, but even he has limited access. Right. Wait, is he in charge of the scientists, or is he in charge of the reclaimed Borg that they put together? Because they showed some like working on the ship. In like the first episode, I, I, I guess I would say he's in charge of like non-Romulans. <laughs> I thought he was in charge of like, all right, we we took the implants out of this Borg. He's alive. He's a person again. You make him do stuff on this ship, like work to free the others. That's what I think's going on. Like they're trying to reclaim drones. Again, just not enough information. I mean, you 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 may be right, but they haven't that's, really that's, said it. That's what it looks like. Happening. Although I would love it if he was just super evil as fuck now. I would be a fan of that. Like I'd be like, well, Hugh, Jordy shouldn't have saved you. Oh, Gordy LaForge. <laughs> Canada's you black hockey player, Gordy LaForge. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's get to the the climax here. The the, the last bit of the show. Right. Awesome, awesome space battle. Right. Awesome Great. space battle. We get to see another uh, emergency medical hologram, or not medical, but emergency hologram of Rios's, the the drunken tactical officer. Loved it. Brilliant. Uh, might Loved be my favorite it. EMH or whatever it was, or ETH. Yeah. So good. Uh, and he just, the way he just speaks in Spanish the entire time is hilarious too. Uh, and, and that's like. That actor must be having so much fun on the set. Everybody else is, can't be having as much fun as him. No, I mean, he's going to do everything. This guy's showing yeah. what kind of he really has. He, he's stealing every scene he's in, you know, outside of Picard. Yeah. All right. It's, it's funny. I'm, it's, it, the, I'm re-watching the scene right now on my iPad next door here, and, and I have it, the, obviously the volume's all the way down, and the subtitles are on. The subtitles are ruining the, the the enjoyment of the scene because they doesn't tell you that he's speaking Spanish. It's yeah, just uh, perfectly. And I'm like, oh, this is the best <laughs> scene. <laughs> it's not so funny. It's so, no. fun. it's so it's good. So... But this leads to our our, our the, the possibly I guess the, the final member of, of Picard's ragtag team of, of miscreants. Uh, seven of nine. Is the pilot of the other ship who comes to their aid, and she beams aboard. And great end. How cool is that? Yeah, it was I a get, great end. We knew she was coming, but I kind of sort of forgot. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, me too. 
I totally forgot. And then like I saw, you know, I, I found out Riker was directing. So I was like, oh, this is, I was like, maybe Riker because, you know, he's supposed to be a great pilot. So I thought it was Riker because mm-hmm. he, he's already on set. You got him. Right, right, right. It, it's I was happy with seven on that because I totally forgot she was in the in the show at all. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I mean, it's like one of those things. I like, I knew it, but I wasn't really paying attention for it. I suppose. Though I guess if you had watched, now I skipped through the opening credits, but I guess if you'd watched them, you would know because her name pops up in it this week. Yeah, skipped but it. I, I yeah, I skipped it, so I I was completely unaware. <laughs> I got to get to Picard. I don't have time to watch this intro to find out who's in it. Well, to be fair, like the intro music's not like the most riveting. <laughs> like it didn't get me all pumped up like the big like next gen overture or like D Space Nine's overture. Do you, yeah, but when you go back and watch those, do you not hit the skip button on Netflix? I do. I don't watch it every time. Yeah. I don't. Like, I never watch it. I'm like, oh, it's a good song. Skip. Like, let's <laughs> get to it. I do have to get to it. I have to, you know, you have to save some time here and there, okay? Uh, and that's what, like, I watched, I think, episode one. I was like, oh, let me watch the opening credits and see. And I don't think I've watched a single second of the opening credits. I'll just be like, one, two, three, and skip 30 seconds ahead and see where I am. Yeah. All right, so we, have, we haven't done this yet, and I haven't done this for this for the... I haven't really done this ever on the show when, when I've reviewed episodes before, but may, maybe... Maybe we should score the episode. What do you think? Like out of ten, what would you say? It's hard because it's obviously, uh, you know, it's one episode out of an entire sequential story arc. You know. Yeah. Six. I think six is where I kind of land too. Maybe maybe six and a half. It's an enjoyable yeah. enough episode, but like there there's just too much vagueness and un- things unsaid. Yeah. Yeah, like, would you, what would you rate this episode if the show was called Chakotay? <laughs> and you didn't substitute everything Picard did, but you just put Chakotay there. What would you rate this episode? A minus three. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Picard is worth a lot of points. Having Picard is worth a lot of points. You're right. <laughs> no, God, you just killed it with that one. <laughs> Like I, as much as I love this show, like it, it's it's the the G darn Vor cube is really dragging it down. Like if that wasn't, like if they didn't show any of that, I'd be like, oh, this episode was like a six, seven. Like all the round stuff that happens on Vashti, I liked. Mm-hmm. And it's just the the balancing with this the cube, the weird incest cousins, the terrible spycraft. The like it's all an excuse to just call her the destroyer once in this episode, so you remember right. that she's the destroyer of something. Right. No, no, I, I agree with you. Um. Yeah, I mean, but I guess I guess I guess the question I would ask back is, how would you? I mean, how did you feel watching Discovery? Like, did that show drive you nuts for a while? Because it drove me nuts for a while. Once I got the Klingon shit really bothered me, and once I just stopped worrying about it, it becomes a much better show. Like I, I found Tilly really annoying, but now she's one of my favorite characters. Like once I get her purpose, 
yeah. on the show. Sure. I didn't like the Spore Drive engineer guy. I can't think of uh, Stamens. Stamens. I didn't like him, but then like you find out he's not Starfleet because he bothered me because he didn't seem Starfleet. And I was like, oh, he's not. That makes sense now. Okay. Not, not to go on like a Discovery tangent, but I mean, one of the problems with that show was like, it was really hard to like most of the crew at first. Because no one acts like Starfleet. Well, and no one's likable at first. <laughs> yes. Well, everyone's doing weird shit that's not Starfleet. Like, um, they're just kind of shitty at first. I mean, like, you eventually get to the point where you understand Stamets better. You eventually get to the point where you... One, I mean, once you finally start seeing that Burnham's re- re- remorseful yeah. for her actions, you finally start to come around on her. But that's like episode five or six. Right. The show... The, the yeah. first half of Discovery, to me, is a grind. This is not that by any means. No, no. Uh, I just... I can do. Like, once I got past the Klingon shit... Because I just wanted to explain to me why they look different, and it was never explained. They had money. That's why they look different. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but okay. <laughs> just explain it to me. Like, make up anything. Well, anyway, well, let's get off Discovery. Let's get... <laughs> I'm just saying, this has been a lot more easier to get into, even though I have some problems. I, it, it doesn't bump up against me. It doesn't like rub me the wrong way like Discovery did it for like the first five or six episodes. Um, but I'm a little concerned because that preview for next week is is like kind of like my Star Trek nightmare scenario. Like yeah, the, it looks bad. It looks bad. Over overzealous, gregarious costuming. Uh, uh, Rios is like some kind of superfly space pimp. Picard with an eye patch. I don't know what's happening. The only part of the trailer that saves any grace is, is uh, seven to nine with double blast uh, phaser rifles. Yeah. It looks terrible. <laughs> like, like, do you remember the episode of Deep Space Nine, Move Along Home? Not by name, but I probably I probably know it if you it's describe wildly, it. Widely considered one of the worst episodes of Star Trek. All right, uh, we'll, we'll take it back to next gen. Do you remember the episode where Beverly Bones that her grandmother's boyfriend's ghost? Or, yes, yes, I do. Yeah, uh, something rose. Terrible episode. Like, moving along home is the same. It's the first aliens that come through the wormhole. Okay. And they take Cisco, Kira, Bashir, and Jackson to a game that's called, like, move along home. Oh, fuck, it's terrible. Like, it's like season two or three. That definitely rings a bell. <laughs> like it's fucking awful well let's hope yeah. that it's just a poorly cut teaser <laughs> and the, the episode plays like, a lot better like the editors like they know what looks good in the episode and that's what i'm afraid of is they pulled the coolest stuff which is seven of nine with the guns and that but that's all that's there true well i mean hopefully we're gonna get maddox maybe we'll start getting some answers about things Maybe, because I still can't tell who it is at the beginning of that. It's just some white dude with a beard. I, I definitely think that they're going to jerk our chain on this a little bit, though, and like, like Maddox just left. <laughs> now we got to go to the next planet to find him. I think that could be Maddox on the floor, but it's definitely going to be like a synth version of Maddox. Oh, he's, he's like Dr. Doom. He's got the life model decoys. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. And it's, it's just going to self-destruct. Just self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't think they can find him this quickly. Maybe, maybe they had Chakotay. Oh, look at the eye roll there. 
Because <laughs> as far as I know, he married Seven of Nine. So there is a possibility Dakota is kicking around somewhere. Yeah, once she got the fuck off that ship, she's like, oh, wait, there's other guys here? Cool. Peace out, Dakota. <laughs> oh, no, I always I thought her and Torres would have been a better match, but what do I know? Well, I mean, her and the doctor. <laughs> we can, that's all for another, another show. Yeah. Reagan, I'm going to wrap this up with you. I'm going to hit the stop button on our, on our conversation. Any final thoughts about this episode? You, you didn't get out there yet? I want you to be better than you are. Picard, do better. Oh, I love Picard. The other people do better. Rios, keep doing your thing. That's all I want to say. Well, Rios. Rios, thumbs up. The rest of you, thumbs down. Like, do better. Wow. And we'll find out about my Girardi as a spy prediction. We'll see how that goes. She might be the only one doing any decent spy crafting. Let's hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope there's just some big twist, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm an idiot. That'd be great. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to check back in. All right. Thanks All for right. doing this, buddy. I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to hit the stop on the recorder, but I'll, I'll keep you on the line. What do you think? All right. How was that? Was that good for you guys? I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Reagan and I had a blast talking about uh, episode four of Star Trek Picard. I hope the sound quality was good for you guys. We were trying something new there. Uh, there's still a few bugs to work out with our with our conversation uh, setup. Uh, I have a couple ideas to kind of tweak it for next time, but I think uh, this this past conversation, this one you just listened to, was a step in the right direction as far as having something that's better than uh, than b- having him on speakerphone. So <laughs> let me know your thoughts. Let me know how, how it worked for you guys, if you guys agree uh, with the sound quality and, and what you thought of the episode overall. And you can do that with visiting me on our new streamlined social medias, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram is exactly the same now, at TomCastPopCast on both Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling like it, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where you can be a proud member of Pophead Nation, just like awesome individuals like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Dale. He's... Got the Ringing Ear podcast. Check Jeff out on that. You can see what that kind of crazy dude is up to. So I wanted to apologize once again. I'm very sorry that the show is shifting to a, a more sporadic schedule for, for the next, uh, you know, three-ish months or so. Uh, but we will be checking in with you guys on a semi-regular, reoccurring basis, <laughs> which I wish I had more information for you guys. I, I, but whenever I have the time and the ability, I will be doing shows for you guys. So... Thank you guys. Thank you all so much. I keep saying guys, and I know there's there's nice ladies out there listening to the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I appreciate everyone who's reached out with uh, messages of support for my my final push at San Diego State University. Uh, that support is is truly appreciated, and I hope not to let anybody down by finding out that I have to go back and do it again next semester. That would be just god awful, and uh, there aren't enough tables in the world to bang my head through if that were to happen. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. We're going to continue doing the Star Trek Picard reviews, and then hopefully Roger and I will be able to uh, mix in a few normal, regularly irreverent, uh, fantastical, supremely amazing news-based podcasts as well. Thank you guys so much for your love and support. 
Ciao, babes. Make it so. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.